What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? You have just tuned in to Case Catholic Radio and have consequently subjected yourself to 10 or more minutes of listening to this voice. I don't know why you do it, but I'm glad you do. As always, I am your host, Steve Perry, and although today is Wednesday, because we didn't put out an episode yesterday, we'll be covering a topic today rather than a scripture passage. And just so you guys know, you might notice some organ music in the background kind of quietly, and that's because I'm recording at the Church of the Covenant today, and I don't have a microphone. Anyway, today's topic was inspired by something that I've heard from a lot of students, that I've heard a lot of students talk about both at Newman Night and in conversations with them. Namely, that too often when a friend or an acquaintance finds out that they're Catholic, they suddenly become like a zoo animal that creates this overt curiosity in them. Like, how can you be both smart and Catholic? Or it's like this friend of theirs pulls a Barney Stinson and challenges themselves to see if they can trip them up and undermine their beliefs. From what I gather, and this might not always be the case, but the smart money would be that it almost always is, these reactions are based on a foundational questions that a lot of students at universities have, of which they might be conscious or unconscious. That question is this. How can a rational, intelligent, scientifically-minded human being believe in something that they cannot observe? And sometimes we, as rational, intelligent, and in many cases, scientifically-minded human beings, encounter that question so much that we begin to ask it of ourselves. The goal of this podcast is to give you guys the tools to respond to that question and to give you something to have in the back of your mind so that you never have to ask that question of yourself again. The way that we're going to do that, to engage this question, is by offering a question to counter it. Namely, can a rational, intelligent, scientifically minded human being genuinely believe that they can observe all that exists? By walking through this question, we're going to unearth a bit of a double standard that underlies rationalist presuppositions. As a bit of a disclaimer, this episode is going to be a little bit more complex than our normal stuff, partly because what we're talking about is more philosophy than theology here. So if you're into academic stuff, this might be right up your alley. If not, strap in. It might be a crazy ride, but I think it will be worth it in the end. With that said, here we go. I want to start out this podcast by first clarifying some definitions. You'll hear me talking about rationalism and rationalists a lot for the next eight or so minutes. And I mean something very specific when I use that word. See, we as Catholics fall in the middle of a wide spectrum that uh, ranges from what one might call fundamentalism on the one end to rationalism on the other. Fundamentalism, at its most extreme, is faith totally divorced from reason. It's often called blind faith, and it's faith that doesn't take into account what our reason has led us to learn. The result of this way of thinking can range from the belief that the earth is only 6,000 years old, all the way to zealotry and terrorism. Rationalism, on the other hand, at its most extreme, is reason totally divorced from faith. 
It is the philosophical presupposition that anything beyond our capabilities to observe does not exist. That logic and experimentation have the potential to comprehensively explain everything and that things should be regarded as false until they have. The results of this way of thinking range from the experiences that we're talking about today, the experiences that our students have of revealing that they're Catholic and being treated like a zoo animal, to totalitarian regimes like the Soviet Union. As I said, the church falls in the middle of these two extremes, teaching that faith and reason are both necessary rungs on the ladder to truth. And I would say that the church is equally critical of both fundamentalism and rationalism. With that said, because students of faith at universities like Case are much more likely to run into rationalism, that's going to be the end of the, the spectrum that we talk about today. So to clarify, we're talking about the belief that everything that exists it can potentially, sorry, that everything that exists can potentially be observed. And consequently, that belief in anything beyond observation is foolish. If there's one thing to keep in mind throughout this podcast, it's this. Rationalism and rationality or reason are not the same thing. Just as a bit of an aside, as people of faith, there are innumerable observable phenomena that we can point to as evidence or as confirmation of our belief in an active divine being, even specifically in God the Father of Jesus Christ himself. And I'm sure that we'll talk about those in future podcasts, but I've found that when you are engaging with stout rationalists, they'll often reflexively regard those things as false. So you often need to meet them on their terms, according to their way of thinking. So the way that we're gonna start engaging rationalism is by posing a hypothetical. Imagine it's 75 years down the road and we've mastered space travel and have found a planet with intelligent beings that are almost identical to us. They stand on two legs, they are mostly hairless, they have big old heads with ears, nose, and a mouth. The only difference is because of some gas in the upper atmosphere of their planet, their planet is almost totally without light. And so, they never evolved eyes. Now, we have enough resources to stay on this planet for about two weeks, and we want to learn all that we can about them in that time. So we make contact with them, bringing a whole lot of lanterns down with us, and luckily for us, and for them, it's a peaceful encounter. It doesn't take long for us to be amazed by the things that they can do with the four senses that they have. It's like every one of them is Daredevil from the Marvel comics, uh, without the whole vigilante anger thing. So naturally, we start to feel a little bad about ourselves. And so we start to try to explain to them how awesome this thing's sight is. We tell them that around our noses we have these organs that we use to take in the light reflecting off the of things in our environment. So even if we can't hear, smell, taste, or feel it, we know that something is there. Much to our dismay, they respond, what use does that have? Everything either gives off some noise or reflects noise from something else. And so at this point, we're starting to feel really jealous and we're trying to come up with something that sight is good for that they can't do themselves. And so 
we start to describe color to them. We say how light, depending on what it hits, reflects at a different frequency. So everything that we see with our eyes looks like a different kind of light. And that this thing called color can be organized into fascinating, beautiful combinations. That's like music for your eyes. And this fascinates them. And they start to see why it's so cool to be able to sense with five senses like the humans do. So when we leave the planet, we feel like, yeah, being a human is still the best. Then something happens on the planet just a couple of days later. One of the aliens asks, what if the humans just made up this color thing so that they wouldn't feel inferior to us? So that we would have something to envy them for? And within a couple of weeks, the whole nation, the whole culture is split into two camps. Those who believe that color is a real phenomenon, is a real thing, and those who believe that the humans made it up. In what camp would the rationalists have to fall? Well, from their perspective, color falls outside of the realm of what we are capable of observing. Therefore, it does not exist. The rationalists, precisely because of their rationalism, would be led to a false conclusion. What this hypothetical anecdote is meant to show is that unless we are certain that we are able to observe and understand everything, rationalism is a flawed philosophy and its blind application to every circumstance will lead us to false conclusions. This is where the double standard that I talked about in the intro comes in. I think that the movers and shakers in the natural sciences have an understanding of this when they're working in their field. We've learned so much in the last 100 years, in the last 50 years, in the last 10 years, even in the last year, that no one in the right mind thinks that humanity knows of every force, microorganism, or substance that has a profound effect on human life or on other things in the visible universe. Yet, many of these same movers and shakers are content with using this philosophy to state with total confidence that there is nothing beyond the physical universe. Another way of saying this is, rationalism is the working hypothesis that a lot of our peers are running with, not when it comes to nature, but only when it comes to the question of whether there is anything beyond nature. When you try to hold this double standard together, here is what you're saying. We are certain that there are phenomena which exist that have not yet been observed or explained. But we are certain that all phenomena which exist are purely natural and cosmological. There is nothing outside of the visible universe. Or we know that our knowledge is limited but we know what we would find with infinite knowledge. Now, I said a couple of minutes ago that rationalism and rationality are not one and the same. But what this goes to show is that they are actually mutually contradictory. Rationalism at its core is irrational. And as we will try to show throughout the whole run of this podcast, your faith 
is not. So, if and when you encounter someone who questions your faith kind of from a high horse, coming from a rationalistic perspective, know that despite the confidence with which they speak, they have built their house on sand. I hope and I pray that throughout these next months and years, as part of this ministry and beyond, you will come to see that your house is built on rock. All right, guys, so for the last three or four episodes, I have been killing you with either a pretty challenging thing to think about in your faith life or with, like today, a really heady philosophical argument. And in hindsight, I might not have timed that perfectly considering it's midterms week and your heads are probably already swimming. So I'm going to try real hard to have the next couple of episodes be low-key, relaxing listens and to talk about the fact that Jesus loves you because he does and way beyond all of this stuff, that is by far what matters most. With that said, I hope that I'll see you all tomorrow on Thursday at Newman Game Night at Holy Rosaries. We're going to be starting at 6 o'clock and I have games for days and we're going to have pizza and snacks as well. And for those of you who are in town for fall break, hope that I'll see you at movie night on Monday. Till then, y'all, remember, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Peace!